And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. The 2020 NFL Draft is officially in the books, and it's the first draft in the books for New York Jets general manager Joe Douglas. But was he an average Joe or super Joe? While we knew the emphasis was going to be on the offensive line, the Jets had a ton of draft picks and draft trades throughout the 2020 NFL Draft. On this episode, we are breaking down all of them, giving a grade to every single pick with not only our analysis, but we will also give a complete grade for the 2020 New York Jets Draft. So let's get right into it. This is New York Jets 2020 NFL Draft Recap, presented by Rich Sports Talk. The first player the Jets selected in the draft was Louisville's Mekhi Becton for left tackle, and I'm giving this pick an A+. We knew that the Jets needed to protect the blind side of Sam Darnold, and arguably this is the tackle with the most upside in the entire draft. Now, there are concerns about a drug test that he failed at the combine and his weight. But the way I look at this is I keep hearing scouts saying he has bust potential. But the way I look at it is, Could he maybe not be the official left tackle for 10 years? It's very possible, but it's clear that he's the best run-blocking tackle of all the tackles in this draft. Even if he doesn't work as the blindside protector, I can envision him being the right tackle, absolutely mauling in the run game, and being a dominant force in the NFL. Either way, the Jets are getting a dominant tackle with loads of upside, and right here, that's what you want. And it's going to be a common theme in this draft is that Joe Douglas is going to look for the upside, And I will admit, Tristan Wirfs was an enticing prospect, but here's why I like Becton here. Wirfs is an incredible athlete. He's going to be a great offensive lineman, but he's going to be a guard. He has the skill set of a guard. He's going to be a great guard, and the problem is the Jets, they have a lot of great guards on this team. They're filled. They spent the whole offseason getting interior offensive linemen. The problem is the edges. They need a blind sign protector. Fan can potentially protect the left tackle spot, and they can start Becton at right tackle, but I see Becton eventually being the left side protector for Sam Darnold. At the best, he can be a dominant left tackle in this league. At the very worst, I see him being a dominant right tackle, sort of like a Jack Conklin in this league. And either way, that's a great fit, and getting a great offensive lineman in the first round is something the Jets desperately needed to protect Sam Darnold. In the second round, the Jets selected Denzel Mims, the wide receiver from Baylor, I had to give this an A-plus for two reasons. The first, and very simply, the Jets traded back, they got an extra third-round pick, and they still got the guy they coveted. This has been a player they've looked at from the very beginning, highly explosive player, and if this was any other year in the NFL draft, he would have likely been a late first-round talent. Explosive player, can stretch the field. Not only is great breaking down the defense through his speed, but he can also get up and catch the ball Very good upside. Really like this. But he has the potential to be a number one wide receiver. And it's well noted when he was drafted, he told the Jets he was pissed that he fell that far. So not only do you have a widely talented wide receiver, you now have a wide receiver with a massive chip on his shoulder with something to prove and a highly explosive playmaking capability. Really a round one talent falling to the Jets in the late second round. And they get a third round pick out of it. Incredible job by Joe Douglas, A-plus easily. Now, the third round was a little bit intriguing for the Jets. They started off with Ashton Davis, the safety and cornerback from Cal. I'm going to say cornerback because there have been rumors that the Jets were looking at his cornerback ability. And I gave this a B. Now, 
I love this kid. He's a very good prospect. I can see him being a free safety. They can move him into the cornerback role at the slot. I don't see him being an outside corner. If I could see him being used in a lot of sub packages and three safety sets. Do I think it's smart that they are potentially moving on from Marcus May at the end of the season because his contract will be up and he's had some injury issues with the Jets? This is a great athlete. He's an explosive athlete. A lot of speed. That was one of the common themes of this draft. Speed on the field. Offense and defense. But here's the problem. There's so many needs on this team. Safety really isn't one of those positions. So I had to give this a B. I gave this a B because... In terms of the value, in terms of where they picked him, it's great. But for their needs, I would have picked someone else. I really like Zach Bond. I think he's going to be in a great pass rush in this league. I can see him being a 10-sack guy, and he fell. I have him as a late first-round talent. He was sitting there at this pick, and the Jets passed him. I think that this was a round where the Jets could have gotten a very good edge rusher. I think Julian Aquara, who went the pick before, would have likely been the pick if he was still there. But either way, I still think this is a good pick, highly athletic pick, can play multiple positions. I think he will be coached up by Greg Williams. He'll make some sort of impact on the team next year. But the issue is with so many big needs on this team, and especially with so many great wide receivers on the board and offensive weapons, it's a little bit interesting they went with a bit of a project and a guy that doesn't necessarily have a position But still a lot of upside, great athlete, can play multiple positions, can play corner. So that's why I had to give this grade a B. The last third round pick before they trade the last one out to get an additional fourth round pick was Jabari Zuniga, the defensive end from Florida. I give this grade a C-. Once again, highly athletic player. A lot of upside. You watch the tape of him rushing the passer, it's great. It's one of the best 40 times at the combine. But this is the thing I worry about inconsistency in injuries. Now, I know the instant thing is for Jet fans to jump to Ja'Kai Polite. Oh, this is the next Ja'Kai Polite. Oh, he's friends with Ja'Kai Polite. This is the next Ja'Kai Polite. You can't jump to that. I think that he, when you talk to the coaches, he has a better work ethic. This is a kid that really has been hampered by injuries. But my big issue with this is If you can't stay healthy in college, how are you going to stay healthy in the pros? There's more games, there's more hitting, and it's bigger and stronger athletes that you have to go against. So I get the upside. Joe Douglas is looking at a lot of these guys and seeing the ceiling. But right here, there were still a couple of edge rushers that were more productive at this point, including his own teammate, Jonathan Grenard, who had more sacks. He had nine and a half sacks last season. So... I get the upside, but when the Jets are looking for a pass rusher, I would have liked something a little bit more safe. I think this is a big swing. If he hits, he could be a dominant pass rusher. But right now, the Jets need a day one contributor, and I'm not sure if he can do that right away. So I like the upside, but a bit of a risk here in the third round. Starting in the fourth round, the Jets had three picks. The first one was... LaMikhail Perrine, the running back from Florida. I give this a B. Now, the reason it's not higher is I think the Jets could have gone with a couple of other skill positions. I do think this will help because this is a position of need. Even with Le'Veon Bell there, they need a good backup. Perrine's very good catching the ball. That backfield even says he models this game after Le'Veon Bell. So a very similar style running back to Le'Veon Bell. And the other thing, too, is I think the Jets are trying to get some potential insurance 
Because don't forget, they have an out with Le'Veon Bell's contract at the end of next season. We know that Adam Gase wasn't the biggest fan of Le'Veon Bell's contract, so that could be a potential reason why they're getting a running back here. I like Perrine. He's a solid running back. He's got great skills out of the backfield, good ball catcher out of the backfield, brings a lot of elements to the game. But I still would have liked here in the fourth round a wide receiver or a weapon on the outside for Darnold. I do think this will be a nice back weapon for him that he can use five to ten times potentially a game and has some good upside, solid all-around football player. But right here in the fourth round, I think he could have maybe waited to get a running back slightly later. So it's very interesting, but I still have to give it a B because it's a solid offensive contributor, and that's what the Jets need. Uh, in the fourth round, the Jets went with James Morgan, the quarterback from FIU. Now, I'm giving this a C-, minus, but I was pretty spot on with this. Last couple of mock drafts I did, I had him go in the Jets, and I got a lot of pushback. But I said, look, read the tea leaves, East-West Shrine game. Combine, Pro Day, Jets were all there. They love his upside. I know I sound like a broken record, but team captain, big arm. And I get the thinking by Joe Douglas. Don't forget, where was he before? The Philadelphia Eagles. He knows the importance of a good backup. And I do think Morgan has the upside to be a backup, maybe potentially if he improves enough, could be a guy that maybe a team trades a draft pick for in three or four years, but this team has so many holes for a developmental quarterback in the fourth round. I can't give it more than a C minus. Look, I love this kid. I love his upside. I actually think it's a good pick, but I think it could have gotten later, especially because Jake Fromm was still on the board. I mean, quarterbacks weren't really coming off the board even at this point. And there was a couple guys I really like, a Mick Robertson who went later, a great corner, Curtis Weaver, Bradley and I, I mean, these were some good players from positions that the Jets desperately needed. So getting a quarterback on a team that has a lot of needs in the fourth round in a deep wide receiver class just didn't make a lot of sense for me, so I gave this a C-. And the last fourth round pick went to Cameron Clark, the offensive tackle of Charlotte. I give this an A. Look, I've been on him for the whole mock draft season. I really love this kid. He was a team MVP as an offensive tackle. Against Clemson, he did a very good job in pass protection. Let's let's be frank. He's a developmental player, but he played left tackle. He played guard. I mean, he played 49 games in college. He's durable. He's the type of player you want, and Joe Douglas loves versatile offensive linemen. He wants linemen that can play multiple positions. He's a big guy, over 300 pounds. If you develop him right, he could potentially be a guard next to Becton, and that could be a great duo for the next decade. Really love this kid. I think that he's a smart kid, great work ethic, and could be a good staple on the offensive line. I think for this year, he'll be a developmental backup position, can spot left tackle in the guard positions. But keep an eye on Clark. He might be in the Jets' starting lineup sooner than later. In the fifth round, Bryce Hall, the cornerback from Virginia. This is an A+. I think this might be the steal of the draft. If it, if he wasn't injured last season, he would have been a late second round, third round pick. He has a lot of great upside. He's six foot two. He can play press coverage. He can play man. Great cover skills. He fell because of the injury. And because there were so many great wide receivers in this class and so many skill positions, he fell to the Jets here at five. 
This is a guy in the fifth round. You're looking for guys that can contribute. If he's healthy and, and it looks like he is, this could be a potential starter for the Jets next year. If you can find potential starters in the fifth round, you're having a great draft. And I really like Hall. I love his tape. And this is interesting because the Jets were looking for high character guys. Five picks in a row. They went with team captains. They looked for guys that had good work ethics. They looked for guys that were really highly recommended by the coaches. It's clear the kind of culture Joe Douglas is trying to build. And he gets a great steal here at cornerback in a desperate position. And I will say this now. Do not be surprised if he is starting at some point for the Jets later next season. So the Jets had two picks in the sixth round. They trade the last one. I will get to that in a minute. But the first pick in the sixth round was Braden Mann, the punter. And I had to give this an A. Now, I'm going to get a lot of pushback on this. But here's the way you have to look at the draft. Sixth round, you're looking for projects or you're looking for guys that can just make the roster. I mean, this was the Ray Guy winner as the best punter in college. And if you watch his tape, he might not have the biggest leg. He might not get the most hang time. But what he is great at is pinning teams deep. He is great at those coffin corners, at putting teams inside the 10-yard line. When you have a great defense like the Jets are going to have, when you have a young quarterback, field position is key. And special teams get so overlooked. And I get the philosophy. The Jets have so many other needs. Why are they taking a punter? Let me put it this way. If I'm getting a great punter and he works out and I have a great special teams player for 12 years in the sixth round, it is worth it. This is a kid that could be their punter for the next decade. And if he's a great punter, we're going to look back on this and say this was a steal. Because in the sixth round, you're looking for guys that are going to contribute on special teams and you hope make the roster. And the Jets got a player that could be a potential starter. And he was great on kickoffs last year. So you're getting a great special teams contributor in the sixth round when usually you're looking at guys that might not even make the roster. Very smart, shrewd move, a bit unconventional. But when you really think about it, you go, you know, if it works out, it's going to look pretty smart. And finally, in the sixth round, the Jets trade their last pick to the Indianapolis Colts for 23-year-old cornerback Quincy Wilson. I gave this an A+. Here's the thing. Sixth round, you're looking for guys that can make the roster, and Wilson is a player who was a second-round pick a couple years ago. He's 23 years old, and really, he's never fit great in that scheme. But if Greg Williams can teach him up like he can potentially do, he is a great teacher, he could fit great in this defense. This guy had a high ceiling. Indianapolis, they do a lot of zone. Jets want to play a lot of man. This could be a good rebirth for him. And don't forget, the Jets did this a couple years ago with Henry Anderson. They traded a late-round pick for him. He's been a solid starter for the Jets for a couple of seasons now. At this point, you're getting a guy that you know is going to make the roster, that you know is going to help with your depth and could potentially be a starter. That's a steal in the sixth round, finding someone that you know can be a part of this lineup, and especially at a position of need. So without question, it's an A+. So my overall verdict for Joe Douglas and the Jets, an A. This was a very good draft. It got a little bit murky in the third round and some of the fourth round picks. But from top to bottom, when you looked at this, the Jets needed offensive linemen. They got two, a great project and a good left tackle at 11. They need an explosive wide receiver. 
they got that. Would I have liked to see them get another wide receiver in this draft? Absolutely. However, do not be shocked if they go that route in the undrafted period. Overall, they hit a lot of needs. They got a lot of players with a lot of upside. But most importantly, they drafted five captains. They're looking for character guys. Joe Douglas is looking to build a culture, and this draft has established it. He's looking for guys with a lot of potential, but he's looking for hard workers, but team leaders, guys that will buy in. He got a captain who was a punter. If that's not leadership, I don't know what is. But overall, a tremendous job. And I think Chet fans, you have to be thrilled with the job that was done. And you actually feel like for the first time in a decade, you've had a competent full draft and a general manager that knows what he's doing. And that's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you stay tuned and subscribe because coming up on deck... We're going to look at the top five undrafted free agent signings by the Jets to keep an eye on. These are players that were signed in the priority free agency period who I really like to keep an eye on that have a chance to make an impact and, of course, make the final roster. You're not going to want to miss that. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. But until next time, I'm your host, Owen Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.